crazy 24 to 36 hours and a disgusting scene at that beautiful Mar-a-Lago. Federal agents having to provide security as the FBI ransacks the place. Yeah, this is as bad as, well, it could get worse, but this is bad. However, it's a turning point. I'm feeling so optimistic. I mentioned it last night. Tonight, even more optimistic because there are so many people who are waking up. They will not stand for this abuse. And if it can happen to a former president of the United States, it can happen to them. The scene at Mar-a-Lago last night from the sky, uh, police vehicles uh, surrounding the place, essentially, as they looked for whatever it was they were looking for. We don't have the full story. But um, people showed up. And it's not just them. I think they represent not only Trump supporters themselves, but independents, maybe even some Democrats who believe that this is government overreach. About a half dozen times now, they've tried to take down President Trump and it doesn't work. The guy's been investigated more than any human being in history. He's clean. And the Democrats, some of them just can't stand it. Let's go through what he's been through. The Russia hoax, impeachment number one, impeachment number two, uh, January 6th. And now this thing with the documents and through it all, the FBI, huh? Shouldn't they be embarrassed at this point? I mean, really, give it up. It's it's time for this agency to be rebranded, change the name, forget it, forget it. And you're spending a lot of time on things that are not important and who knows what serious is going to happen to this country next. you got bigger things to worry about, my friends. So, you know, when the FBI comes after you, comes after Trump, comes after his associates, it's actually a badge of honor. Take a look. Breaking news right now, but another Trump associate being interviewed by the special counsel, Robert Mueller's investigator. This is uh, just the latest in a long list of close Trump associates who have faced criminal charges. The third former Trump associate now entering into a plea bargain uh, with special counsel Robert Mueller. Seven people have pleaded guilty. We've learned at least 16 Trump associates have had contact with Russians. None of those people are implicated. None of those people are guilty of anything, actually. (laughs) Getting them for tax problems from 20 years ago. No. The bigger this list gets, and now they want to put Trump on it, and they have put Trump on it, it implicates the swamp. Democrats in Congress, the FBI, yes, the intelligence community, everything they've accused Trump of doing, they're actually doing. Yeah. Remember how afraid they were of Trump weaponizing the DOJ to go after, say, Hillary Clinton? The she would be in jail thing was, from my perspective, outrageous. It's like a banana Republican. Some people have said that's not the way uh, our democratic system works. A line was crossed that I don't know has been crossed in my lifetime, maybe ever. He threatened to jail his opponent. Over and over. If I'm elected, I'm going to put you in jail. I mean, this is what they do in banana republics. It's so far beyond the bounds of American politics, traditional American politics. It's way outside the mainstream. And it... It really, that's the language of a 10-pot dictator. All right. They're talking about something that Donald Trump said during the campaign. And once he was elected, he said, no, I'm not going to hurt Hillary. These are good people. He didn't do it. It was rhetoric. But the Democrats are actually doing what they say they're afraid of. This scene at Mar-a-Lago, oh yeah, they have weaponized the DOJ. And it's fascinating how they always accuse Trump of doing it, whether it was against Hillary or against Joe Biden. 
This president, Donald J. Trump, coerced a fragile foreign ally to investigate his political opponent. The president is hectoring and haranguing the leader of a foreign country to conduct an investigation that could damage one of the president's political opponents. And that in and of itself seems like it crosses a line. You cannot do that as the president of the United States. You cannot use the massive power entrusted to you to try to destroy your political opponents. Where is all the moral outrage now that Joe Biden is actually doing it? His administration is doing this. He's doing it. And I guess when he does it, it's cute. It's funny. I don't know. Or it's righteous because he's going after Trump. You often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you've got to send even- them to jail. Did you hear that? Send them to jail. And when you send agents to somebody's home, these are one of the things you do. This is a raid and you get a warrant and you, this is what you do when you're trying to send somebody to jail, ultimately. And you hear how Joe Biden said, uh, oh, they're assaulting democracy. They're assaulting democracy. We have to defend democracy. That's overblown rhetoric that they employ to justify their subverting democracy, okay? They're going around it to stop Trump, who they have falsely said is a threat to democracy. You know, what is it about Donald Trump, by the way? I like his style. I like his uh, I like his policies. I understand not everybody does. All right. There are people who don't like the style. But still, what is it about him that has just gotten under their skin? The left. I mean, I'd like to go through his presidency for a moment here. This is reasonable, actually very good stuff, inflation at 1.9%, criminal justice reform, meaningful criminal justice reform, it happened, Uh, peace with North Korea, do they have an objection to any of this stuff? How about when it came to China, not playing the games that Joe Biden plays, but I mean really making it clear cut for everybody? It was China's fault, and China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault, and just remember that. Just remember that. Does anybody have an issue with that? Joe Biden might, okay, with Hunter and his entanglements. What else? We defeated ISIS. Donald Trump defeated ISIS. He did. Economic growth, gas prices under $2. I mean, really, what are they concerned about? Where is the fascism? They're always talking about the fascism. This is a guy, President Trump, played by the rules. He really, this is not how a fascist talks. Listen. And uh, I'll sign the final papers as soon as I get into the Oval Office. And we will have a national emergency. And we will then be sued. And they will sue us in the Ninth Circuit, uh, even though it shouldn't be there. And we will possibly get a bad ruling, and then we'll get another bad ruling, and then we'll end up in the Supreme Court, and hopefully we'll get a fair shake, and we'll win in the Supreme Court. Just like the ban, they sued us in the Ninth Circuit, and we lost, and then we lost in the appellate division, and then we went to the Supreme Court, and we won. 
If he were such a fascist, why did he just say, I'm going to decree it. I'm going to make it happen. You know, I'm not going to. Ma- no, he wasn't. He's not. He's not. Now, I think what really offends the swamp and the Democrats is the demeanor. And again, he's unorthodox, right? I mean, the tweets and whatnot. But is that any explanation for this? It's like they're going to burn the country down because they are offended by him. Uh, January 6th, I think. You know, you've seen the footage by now when they let the protesters inside, the killing of Ashley Babbitt, all that stuff. They did it in an effort to besmirch Donald Trump in the in the most severe way, because the presidency, as we just pointed out, was actually very reasonable. They have to portray him, vilify him as this threat to democracy. Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy. This zombie, former Judge Ludig, still bitter that he never got a seat on the Supreme Court. You know, the fake news, the mainstream, everybody said, oh my goodness gracious, yes, a clear and present danger. That was a horrible thing for him to say and totally wrong. He said Trump and his supporters, clear and present danger. Let's stay on that for a second. What is that? A risk or threat to safety or other public interest that is serious and imminent. One that justifies limitation of a right as freedom of speech or press by the legislative or executive branch of government. From Merriam-Webster. That second part. One that justifies limitation of a right as freedom of speech or press, they have lost their minds. This is Trump derangement syndrome, and they will undermine democracy to protect us, okay? No way, no way. They've totally lost it. The gravest threat to democracy in America is President Donald Trump. Donald Trump himself does pose a unique existential threat, and we need to deal with that. A huge issue is the threats that Donald Trump is still posing to our democracy. Donald Trump has been and remains a threat to our national security and our democracy. This is a person that's actively subverting American democracy. When I look at Donald Trump, I see an existential threat to the country. We are confronting a domestic threat that we have never faced before. And that is a former president who is attempting to unravel the foundations of our constitutional republic. How? By pointing out that the drop boxes in Wisconsin were illegal, which they are, which they were, which the Supreme Court of Wisconsin actually ruled? What's so dangerous, Liz, huh? I know, I know. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know what has gotten into you. I do know this. You've been pushing around Merrick Garland, and he's wimpy enough to go along with you guys. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't want to say, he kind of, he doesn't look like the strongest guy I've ever seen, right? And I think he's going to fold. He is folding right now. We're seeing it to you guys, and you're badgering. Why is Merrick Garland allowing this nonsense to continue? <laughs> he's, such a, he's such an institutionalist that maybe he's too afraid to go after Trump. Merrick Garland, if you indict Trump, you'll be my person of the year, yeah. of the decade. All right. See, Merrick Garland is, uh, he wants to be loved, I guess. Maybe he should just hang around President Trump, ask him how he does it, right? This is something that drives them crazy. The genuine affection his supporters have for him and he has for his supporters. 
politicians no they they don't they don't like people generally they don't oh i'll tell you somebody who does not like people i mean i'm just assuming mitch mcconnell whoa <laughs> so uh, i took to twitter today because i noticed he didn't say anything about this 24 hours went by and mitch mcconnell had nothing to say until well i hit him with a tweet about uh, four hours ago this came out about a half hour ago Oh, the country deserves a thorough and immediate explanation of what led to the events of Monday. Attorney General Garland and the Department of Justice should already have provided answers to the American people and must do so immediately. Thanks, Mitch. Wow, wow, what a leader, huh? So, I have some advice for the January 6th committee also, because I have a feeling that this is a desperate attempt to, well, it's a couple things. Number one, maybe they acknowledge that the January 6th hearings didn't work, so they have to kick it up a notch, or, or maybe they're desperately hunting for something tied to January 6th. I don't know, but these folks, their hatred is destroying them. Their hatred is destroying them. Uh, Richard Nixon left office how many years 1974 august 9th 1974 that is 48 years ago wow and uh i've always been fascinated by the 37th president of the united states hey look at this moment just as he gets on and he does this thing take it full if you don't mind one of the saddest incidents that he's ever seen there is the president waving goodbye and you hear the applause Wow, huh? 48 years ago today. So, just before he got on the helicopter, though, he talks to his staff. This was the daytime speech. He had announced his resignation, that it was happening the next day, the night before. He said something very interesting, and I think the Democrats should listen, because so many of them are full of hate. What can happen to you if you're full of hate? Always give your best. Never get discouraged. Never be petty. Always remember, others may hate you. But those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And then you destroy yourself. It's not perfect, but I think it works. They hate Donald Trump so much, they're destroying themselves, and they are destroying this country. We're not going to let that happen. Thank you, President Nixon, and thank you, President Trump. We'll be right back. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. Newsmax, where real news for real people. Millions are turning off the old channels and switching to Newsmax, the fastest growing cable news channel in America. No agenda, no spin, just the facts. Millions watch us, so can you. Newsmax, we are real news for real people. All right, Nancy Pelosi is back from Taiwan and as dizzy and weird as ever. Listen. China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's talk a a little bit. Courageous people. You hear that? All right. She went all the way over there and she couldn't figure out that it's not China that's free. It's Taiwan that's free, all right? You got it mixed up. And also, it wasn't just what she was saying was so uh, odd. It was how she was saying it and how she was listening. Watch this. Watch her eyes. 
this because there are reasons to take a trip like that. But as you well know, especially with foreign policy, national security, it often comes down to trade-offs and timing. Um, was it worth it now that you see the response? China has Absolutely. taken... Absolutely, it, without any question. Okay, because China has made a series of stunningly aggressive military moves in Taiwan. I mean, unprecedented in terms of the security of Taiwan. Was it worth it to make this trip now if that was the response from China? Uh, I think uh, she was very strange, don't you? I mean, what, 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 what's over there, Nancy? What were you looking at? Was somebody a cop? Very strange, very weird. And uh, the man in the White House is still very odd. Hey, this is just what the economy ordered, right? We got inflation really, really bad. Here's, uh, what, almost a trillion dollars, more money into the More money. What's that money for exactly, Joe Biden? What we're doing today, what we passed yesterday, helping taking care of everything from health care to God knows what else. God knows what else. Yeah, I don't think he's been through all 10,000 pages of that crazy bill. I want to stay on Joe Biden for a moment because uh, he does know something about weaponizing the Department of Justice. We're seeing it right now. Uh, do you remember this? I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. It's an amazing moment. There he is bragging. This is post-vice presidency, bragging about how influential he was in Ukraine as vice president. Here's Joe with the president at the time, uh, President Poroshenko. And, of course, Joe was insisting that a prosecutor, prosecutor get fired in Ukraine. Now, Hunter, as you know, was working for Burisma in Ukraine. The big question I would love to ask Joe Biden is, how many prosecutors were you actively lobbying for their termination? How many throughout the world? The answer is just one, in Ukraine. It's kind of amazing. Now, President Trump never really weaponized anything. He never used uh, law enforcement to go after his political enemies. But Joe Biden bragged. He just bragged about what he did. It was public. And President Trump, in that phone call, which actually was totally fine, he raises this with Zelensky. There is a lot of talk about Biden's son that Biden stopped the prosecution. This is from the transcript. Um, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Uh, more from President Trump. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. If you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. We just heard Biden do that. That clip, it's amazing how few people have actually seen it. Uh, President Zelensky responds as follows. First of all, I understand and I'm knowledgeable about the situation since we have one, the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate who will be approved by the parliament and will start as soon as uh, September. And President Zelensky says he or she will look into the situation specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. He goes on to say the issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we will take care of that and we will work on the investigation of this case. 
This is President Zelensky. Can I see President Zelensky, a better picture of him? This is the hero of the world, right? The guy in the T-shirt, the guy who's still running Ukraine. This guy, all right? He knows the phone call was totally fine. If Joe Biden, as a private citizen, is going around bragging about some nefarious deed in Ukraine, maybe the Ukrainians should look into it. It was a perfect phone call. Oh, side note. Uh, President Zelensky brings up the matter of the ambassador. You ready for this? With regard to the ambassador to the United States from Ukraine, uh, as far as I recall, her name was Ivanovich. It's actually Ivanovich, but close enough. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president and she was on his side. She would not accept me as a new president well enough. Yeah, that's Yovanovitch. Star witness for phony impeachment number, was it number one or number two? I think it was number one. Do you remember her? Yovanovitch, the star witness of, what was it, impeachment two, impeachment one, one of the impeachments. Yeah, you know, Joe Biden is actually good for one thing. He could give a master class in how to work the system, how to work the swamp. Got him this far, but uh, I don't think it's going to work for much longer. Hey, it's election night right now, primary night uh, throughout the country, and Tom Basili is standing by with an update. Thanks, Greg. Welcome back to Newsmax Election Headquarters. Let's bring you up to speed on where things are right now. Uh, in the state of Vermont, the Bernie Sanders-backed Becca Ballin uh, has won her Dem- Democrat primary for that at-large congressional district in Vermont. Uh, Newsmax has been able to project that. In the state of Wisconsin, that hotly contested gubernatorial primary on the Republican side, we've been talking about it all night, uh, about 54 percent of the vote in. Uh, Trump-backed Tim Michaels uh, has about a, a point and a half lead over Rebecca Kleefich, the former lieutenant governor there in the state of Connecticut. The GOP primary there to take on Richard Blumenthal, about 70 percent of the vote in. It looks like Leona Levy is about 10 points up there. Looks like she will be able to hold on to that lead as the night goes on. And in the state of Minnesota, Newsmax can now project that in the first congressional district, Brad Finstead will win the Republican primary there. There is a special election in the state of Minnesota for uh, for that congressional seat. Numbers are just now starting to come in there. Mr. Finstead is also ahead in that race at this time. So and by num- my numbers, it looks like all of former President Trump's endorsements tonight, they are either winning or they have won their primaries. Let's bring back in Mark Halperin, uh, our political analyst and best-selling author who's been with us all evening, and he's been crunching the numbers as well. Mark, as you start to see these results come in, what stands out to you? Well, it could be a very good night once again for Donald Trump-associated candidates. And as we've seen, even candidates who he don't get his endorsement have it towards the end of the primaries. We saw it in Connecticut. We saw it in Wisconsin in the Senate race and the gubernatorial race. Candidates who don't get his endorsement still try to win his supporters over. And so in the midst of all this discussion of Donald Trump's place in the party and, of course, the, um, the, the, war, the, the FBI going into Mar-a-Lago, it is still Donald Trump's party very much. And I think the Republican results tonight are going to bear that out. In that Wisconsin governor's race, 
it's close based on the results, but where the vote is out, I think Donald Trump's candidate's going to win. And uh, it looks like Ilan Omar uh, is is ahead in her primary. We saw the socialist candidate in Vermont win. Uh, Omar only up by a couple of points, though. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, does that does that mm-hmm. demonstrate that the center of gravity in the Democratic Party is still very, very much on the left hand side? It does. Candidates matter the most. But you saw in those two races in particular, the left certainly looks like they're going to get their result. You could argue, though, Omar's race being close suggests some backlash against the power of the left. All right. Terrific. Mark Halpern, thank you very much for being with us. And we'll have more Greg Kelly reports right after this. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. All All I can can say is is that the the fake fake news just doesn't doesn't get it, do they? This guy is a fake news hero. His name is Mark Elias. He's a big-time Democrat lawyer. He's been up to all kinds of crazy stuff with the Hillary campaign. Uh, I think he's a bad guy. But anyway, look at this. The media is missing should be R, but is missing the really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics. Okay, the raid today is a blockbuster. Why? They think they can get Trump on a little technicality about this um, act regarding presidential papers, this law regarding presidential papers. Whoever having the custody of any such record proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully or unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, here you go, shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Wow, they think they've got it. If they can get him on this, uh, the archives law, well, wow, he can't be president. No, you're wrong about that. Number one, I don't think you can get him on this archives law, but even if you could, he could still be president. Our founding fathers knew about people like you, Mark Elias. Under Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, qualifications for be, to be president are as follows. Natural-born U.S. citizen, at least 35 years old, U.S. resident for at least 14 years, and constitutional scholars, I mean real good constitutional scholars and ethical lawyers will tell you, they designed it this way on purpose. If Congress could pass a law, if you, well, if we catch you speeding, you can't be president. They knew that they would try something like that. And that's why the Constitution is, it supersedes, actually, that kind of law that Congress comes up with. All right? So even if they did get him on this archive situation, which they won't, he could still be president of the United States. You got that, Mark Elias? Anyway, so Liz Cheney hates President Trump. We all know that. Did you know she had a husband by the name of Philip Philip Perry? There he is. Did you know Philip Perry was a lawyer and a partner at a law firm called Latham Watkins? Did you know Latham Watkins was a law firm representing... Hunter Biden. Yeah, Christopher Clark, another partner, represents Hunter Biden. They even brag about it on the website. I think that's fascinating, don't you? Just a little tidbit. Wow, that swamp is thick. All right, when we come back, a couple things. We've got Eric Trump and also Dick Morris. Stay with us. (laughs) 
And we are joined now by Eric Trump, executive vice president of the Trump Organization. And of course, one of the sons of the 45th president of the United States. Eric, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Greg, it's good to be back on. I, listen, I'm pissed off. I think the entire country is, is upset right now. Um, you know, what the FBI did, what this administration did, Greg, is just absolutely unthinkable. And it's, uh, it's hard to believe we actually live in the United States of America when you see these antics, when you see these tactics, when you see kind of, you know, third world behavior. It's just uh, it's truly shocking. It really is. Hey, where were you when you got the news? Um, what was your initial reaction? How did your father get the word that this was all getting going down? Well, I gave my father the word it was going down. I, I got a call from our team at Mar-a-Lago, and they said, you know, FBI agents just uh, decided to come on property, uh, you know, raid the property. Obviously, my father's in, he was in New York, um, you know, and he's been up in New Jersey for the entire summer. And I go, you got to be kidding me, for what? Oh, sir, we don't, we don't know, but they won't allow lawyers to come anywhere, you know, near the, the location. They're going through, you know, um, you know, various offices and other things. And I'm saying they're just saying, you know, you, you've got to be kidding me again. This doesn't happen. I know, Greg, I know this apparatus very well, as you do. This does not happen without presidential consent. You know the White House knew. Mark my word, they're out there today saying that no one in the White House knew. This was 100 percent, mark my word, directed by the White House. This is a political hit on my father. Uh, they know Biden's floundering the polls. He's doing absolutely horrible. And so what do they do? They put on a stunt like this. And you know, I, I want everybody to remember, God forbid, I hate having to say this, but if there's ever another terrorist attack in this country, if there's ever another school shooting in this country, the next time you see a serial killer in this country, I want everybody to remember that the FBI spent all their resources going into Mar-a-Lago to look for, you know, effectively records for a public library, you know, rather than being focused on China, who's ripping off America every single day, rather than being focused on the threats that plague this country, terrorism that wants to come in here, Al-Qaeda, you know, uh, the Taliban, so many other people who want to destroy our way of life, extremists who want to destroy our way of life. The FBI, because of Joe Biden and because of this incompetent administration, has weaponized the system to go after their political rivals. And that's their priority versus keeping this country safe. I want everybody to remember that because you better believe we're going to see one of these instances again. And it's going to be because their eye was off the ball. That is a devastating way to put it. And I hadn't thought about it that way. And you're absolutely right. Something bad will happen. Look at how they're spending their time. Look, um, hey, by the way, do you think this is about records, you know, related to a presidential library, archives issues? Is this are they are they desperately trying to find something uh, January 6 related? Do you have a theory as to what this is all about? Yeah, Greg, it's coordinated attack. My father never got so much as a speeding ticket when, you know, ever in his life. And then all of a sudden he comes down that escalator in Trump Tower and they try and impeach him. The Washington Post writes that article I talk about all the time. This is when impeachment begins. He, I mean, he had literally, it was, it was election day. This is when impeachment begins, right? They didn't even give the guy a shot. They impeach him the first time. They impeach him the second time. They go after Kavanaugh. They try and take him down. They try and take our family down. They put arrows in me and Don and Ivanka and Melania and Barron, a young kid. They put arrows in us every single day. And when that didn't work, when he won impeachment one and he won impeachment two and he was a great president, Guess what they did? They started weaponizing state prosecutors. They called up the New York AG and the New York DA. And, you know, I can go again through hundreds of this. He subpoenaed us every single day because the man was incredibly effective. And he challenged the establishment in Washington, D.C. Subpoena after subpoena after subpoena. 
Greg, this is a coordinated attack against a man who did a phenomenal job, you know, who upended their way of life, who beat Hillary Clinton, who was the promised one, the chosen one by all the establishments. And honestly, it drove them absolutely crazy and they can't handle it. And now they watch a candidate who literally can't get through a sentence, who can't walk down a flight of stairs. They see how poorly he's doing. He's doing horrible in terms of foreign policy. His family's a total disaster. You see what's going on with his son. Uh, the economy in this country stinks. Inflation's through the roof. Gas prices are through the roof. Everything sucks right now in, in America. We've lost our standing around the world. And you know what? They know he's poised to get it again if he wanted to stand on that stage again. So you know what they do? They raid his home when he hasn't been there for three months. They go into his house. They want to embarrass him. They send 30 agents. <laughs> Greg, this is third world antics. Could you imagine if, if Donald Trump, when he was in the White House, ordered Barack Obama's compound in Martha's Vineyard to be raided? I, he would have been laughed out of Washington, D.C. This isn't what you do. This isn't the United States of America. This is crazy. This yeah. is what they do in Russia. This is what they do in Venezuela. Eric, it is insane, but We're I no sense... better than they are. Do you sense, I sense that this is backfiring on them big time. You know, I was walking home last night. I had a combination of feelings, angry, a little bit, quite frankly, scared about where things were going. And then I felt like I needed to do something. And quite frankly, the fundraising emails, you know, they're, they're all over the place every single day. I see them. I'm not supposed to give. I'm not saying I gave, but last night I felt a little bit different about about these emails. And I think a lot of other people feel the same way. Do you sense, do you know how many people are on your side? And even more people see this. They see the FBI behaving this way and they want to sign up with you guys. Greg, I can't tell you how many text messages I got, how many emails I got from people being incensed. And by the way, some of those people were pretty moderate people. Some of the people were even on the other side of the aisle saying, give me a break. How many more times can they cry wolf? How many more times can they attack your family? This is insane. This is the same agency that effectively framed your father and tried to ruin three years of his administration going after the Russia hoax, making up dossiers, literally lying to FISA courts, everything else that happened through that, they lost all their credibility. They don't get to do this again. Now all of a sudden they walk in and yes, you know, I mean, they've lost their standing. And by the way, it's not the men and women of the FBI. I know many of them. A couple of them are actually really good friends of mine. They're phenomenal people. This is literally the bosses, right? They're not gun carriers. They're not great investigators. These guys are politicians who are lawyers who have otherwise rigged this system, and they do it for the radical left. And, and Greg, it's horribly sad. We're going to lose our country if we allow this stuff to happen. But here's what I will tell you. You use the word backfire. It's absolutely backfire. This country is more pissed off than I've ever seen because they don't like these antics. They know if it can happen to a billionaire who was former president who got out of office you know, two years ago, what they could do to the average American and their family, they could destroy them. And prosecutorial misconduct in this country is real. I deal with it every single day. Every radical prosecutor who goes out and sends fundraising emails, you know, saying, I'm going to attack Donald Trump. I'm going to attack his family. I'm going to find something. I'm going to search for a crime. I'm going to go after him. You watch. I'm going to get him. You elect me. I'm going to go get him. They've done this the entire time. It's called fishing. They yeah. fish for a crime. They, you know, they subpoena every single document in hopes of finding something. And you know what? We're a great family. We're honest. And they've never found anything, but they won't go after Hillary Clinton. They won't go after Hunter Biden. They have the laptops. I mean, they know all the funny business. They know the prostitutes. They know the illegal drugs. 
You know, they know him taking money from, you know, people all over the world while peddling his father's influence. He got into politics when his father became vice president. The difference with us, Greg, is we got out of politics when my father, we got out of business when my father became president. It's a, it's really interesting. Yet we're the ones that are being investigated all the time. And we're the people who are having our homes raided. It's a disgrace. A disgrace. It is so unfair, but you know, amazing things can happen in the, in the oddest ways. I have a feeling something magnificent is going to come from this and you and your family. Um, you're going to be great. You're going to be great. And, uh, you know how we feel. So, Look, hang in there. I know it's tough, but um, thank you, Eric Trump, executive vice president from the Trump Organization and, of course, Thanks, the son sir. of Donald Trump. Thank you, sir, very much. Thanks, sir. You bet. Be right back. Wow, they really did it, raiding President Trump's house. But I do believe that old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's my theory, at least, that Donald Trump is enhanced by all of this. I'd like to bring in one of the great experts first, though, his book. Uh, it's out right now. The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback by Dick Morris, former advisor to President Clinton and Trump, one of the smartest guys we know. Dick, uh, great to see you. So what are you thinking tonight? Where, where do things stand? You're absolutely right. Uh, this will strengthen Trump. Uh, I think they're going to go farther. I think that they're going to actually try to indict him. Eric Holder said that, the former AG under Obama. And he masterminds a lot of what's going on these days with the uh, Department of Justice. And uh, I think that they're after, I think that the Democrats first tried to get him over Russia. Then they tried to get him over uh, Ukraine. Then they tried to get him over January 6th. The hearings on January 6th committee haven't gone anywhere. And Trump is winning resounding victories in each of the primaries. It looks like he's going to win Connecticut, too, tonight. We don't know about Wisconsin yet. And that is sending a message to the Democrats, which say they cannot defeat Donald Trump by legitimate means. And at the same time, the Supreme Court has accepted jurisdiction and certiorari over a case called Moore versus Harper, uh, in which they are saying that the legislatures, not the governors, control elections and now make drop boxes illegal and require photo ID. And in the five key states, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Michigan and North Carolina, the legislatures have passed bills that reform this process totally. The governors have vetoed it, but more v. Harper will take away that veto. So the Democrats are out of options. The only thing they can do is indict Trump and hope that it's sustained on appeal and the laws will permit it. I don't think so. I agree with you. But if not, they're hoping that the black eye of being under indictment will hurt Donald Trump. And I don't think it will. I think he's been through two impeachments, a special counsel. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I think the American people are on to it. And uh, gosh, you know, getting investigated by the FBI, uh, it's like a badge of honor. It's like a badge of honor. Well, Dick Morris, we appreciate it very, very much. Uh, let's do this more often. Your insight is so valuable. Thank you, sir. And uh, it is election night, as uh, Dick mentioned. And we've, with that, we got to go to Tom Basili standing by with some details for us. Hi, Tom. 
Hey, thanks, Greg. Welcome back to Newsmax Election Headquarters. Let's bring you up to speed with where things are at this hour. And as we were just discussing, uh, in the state of Connecticut, the the uh, Newsmax can now project that Lenora Levy, will, uh, who is backed by former President Trump, will handily defeat her, her opponent and win the Senate GOP primary there. Uh, and uh, again, a, a big win. She now gets to take on uh, Richard Blumenthal in November. In the state of Wisconsin, we've been following this race very closely. It is a close race. It remains a close race. For governor of the Republican primary, Tim Michaels has opened up a two-point lead on Rebecca Kleefich, the former lieutenant governor, about 66% of the vote reporting there so far. Still a lot of, of votes out. Uh, but Michaels has pulled ahead. In the state of Minnesota, Newsmax can now project that Brad Finstead will win the GOP primary in the first congressional district. And the numbers are now starting to come in on that special election. He looks to be opening up a lead there as well, but it is early uh, uh, early goings in terms of the uh, the numbers reporting there. And in Minnesota, in the 5th Congressional District Democrat primary, Ilan Omar, uh, this is as close as anybody has gotten to uh, to taking her out. Uh, but uh, and it does look like she will survive. Uh, but this more uh, more moderate Democrat really gave her a run for her money tonight. Uh, but it does look like she will survive. Let's bring back in Aaron Perini and Senator Rick Santorum for some of their thoughts. Aaron, let me let me start with you. I, I want to go back to to Wisconsin. Uh, it looks like Michaels may actually pull this off. He's backed by President Trump. This was an expensive race. It's a close race. He's if he wins, he's not going to win by much. You're a strategist. One of the things that you have to do coming out of this, if you're going to win in the general election, is pull people together. How do you unite the party um, after a contentious race like this? Republicans in Wisconsin are always going to stand together to make sure that they put the state first, the country first, and fight to win and turn back what Tony Evers has done to the state. What we're seeing in Wisconsin tonight is really a very close race. But if you're looking at Rebecca Clayfish's numbers, specifically in Waukesha County, you're seeing that she is underperforming where we saw Leah Vukmir, who was the nominee in 2018, perform. She won that county by about 36 percentage points. And right now, you're seeing seeing that Rebecca Clayfish's numbers are are much lower than that when Leah was winning won that primary by six okay. percentage points overall. So Republicans will stand together in Wisconsin because Tony Evers is bad for the state. All right. And uh, Sen Senator, I'll give you five seconds. Just your your, your last thoughts here. Uh, look, uh, the uh Either Rebecca Clayfish or Tim Michaels will win, will have a, a great campaign and be able to win the general election. Uh, Aaron is right. They will unite. And I think it, it'll be a very, very close race. And Ron Johnson uh, okay. will be uh, will be the next senator from, from Wisconsin, too. Thanks to you both. And more Greg Kelly right after this. Many thanks. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All the best.